Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we are reviewing Star Trek Prodigy Season 1, Episode 17, Ghost in the Machine. Like always, I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host slash Trekkie, Jonathan Shorts. How are you doing, man? Ah, man, I am. I'm good. I'm alive, (laughs) which is a plus considering I'm happy to be back. Sorry, I've missed some time and I have missed talking trick with you guys. We've missed having you on, man, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So for those who don't know yet, I was in a ATV accident. Well, a UTV side by side accident. Mm. And it's pretty much a lot of honestly stupidity on my part. Now, what is a UTV? I don't know what the difference is. Help me out here. So I'll just say ATV because everybody will just understand. It was something like a four wheeler. Gotcha. Uh, But a UTV is a utility vehicle. It's like a side by side, like a Polaris Razor Ranger. It's like a four wheeler with a road cage. Mm. You've seen them like on the farm. People have them like a Kawasaki mule or something has a bed on the back. Well, they make them now more of a sporty type deal that you can take out to these different ATV parks Mm -hmm. and, you know, you do mud riding, rock climbing, racing and all that good stuff. So since I bought my property out here, I bought one just so I have to do work around the house in and it's, but I bought like kind of a mix of sporty slash work. Anyway, none of that's important. Uh, My stepson and I have been going to different places, riding on some weekends to different parks and, you know, you have fun. You get stuck in the mud, you go up hills, you Mm -hmm. drive through water. Well, this particular park is right off of the Mississippi River. And since the river has been down so low lately, I'll probably I'll say about five to six miles of the riverbed is dry in that area. Mm -hmm. So you can get out there and like ride the riverbed. It's like a complete sandlot. Prime real estate. Yeah. (laughs) So, and usually the rides are 98.9% of the time, your ride is less than 10 miles an hour Mm. because you're going through rough terrain, like woods, mud, and water. Well, when you're on the river pitch, you can kind of let it out a bit. So we're just going and going and going. And when I say stupidity, it's because I didn't have a seatbelt on. These things are designed to keep you safe. And with a seatbelt, I probably would not have had any trouble. Uh, But anyway, going about 30, 35 on this sandlot and saw this hill coming up, which is usually not a problem. You can just jump the hill. But I misjudged the height of the hill, hit it too fast. Mm. Therefore, it rolled over and ejected me from the machine about 20 foot in the air. Oh, God. Yeah. So I landed and I told that I was unconscious for a while. And anyway, I ended up in the trauma unit. I had a separated sternum, which is the cartilage that connects your ribs to your chest bone. was Mm. like out of place, stretched. Mm -hmm. A couple of bruised lungs, a couple of bruised ribs. Anyway, it was a lesson lesson in. uh, So and what what's so crazy? I'm usually the most cautious one there. uh, So that's one problem. There was another guy with me in the side by side, but he had his seatbelt on mm-hmm. and he had no injuries at all. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. So testament to stay safe out there, people. Well, just the fact that you're on here talking because the, uh, the sternum ribs that heavily plays <laughs> in the, how you breathe and how you talk. And, you know, yes. it's, it's very str- taxing to, to just, you know, talk when you have a bruised rib. Well, what the doctors told me, like a large majority of the people that come in from those accidents 
either don't make it or have really, really serious injuries, which I did. Uh, I think what saved me is because I'm a bigger guy already mm-hmm. and I've been in the gym quite a bit. So I've developed a lot of muscle tissue around my rib cage and chest muscle. So that kind of saved me from a mo- more severe injury. Mm. I say if I'd have been a smaller guy, it probably would have killed me. Mm. Well, man, we're going to we're going to count our blessings going into 2023, man. And um, yeah, actually, Jeremy was was kind of feeding me some information, telling me what was going on. Uh, just I'm just glad you're okay to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because because it sounded pretty pretty dire from the way he was uh, explaining it to me early on. So man, just I'm glad you recovered, dude, or recovering. Yeah. I guess you're still yeah. in the process. Uh, yeah, I'm recovering. I'm I can't do any. I had to quit bowling for a while. I can't do bowling, gym, any of that till probably the end of March. Mm. But uh, I mean, I'm good. I'm recovering. Uh, I know what it feels like to be in warp flight now. So. <laughs> Stop. There's a plus. <laughs> Ouch. What, Don't what, make me laugh. It hurts. What, what, what did you comment in uh, our uh, Discord? Inertial dampers are offline. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely offline. Oh, oh man. God. Listen. Man, if you're going at warp nine and you don't have those inertial dampeners on, I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, you felt like you were in the Delta Flyer for a minute and you just went over the hill and, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it goes. Yeah, man. I'm glad, I'm glad okay, to be though, back. Man. Yeah. Glad for to sure. be back, man. I missed you guys. I'm sorry I missed everything. No, so. man. We missed you too. And just take your time, dude. Take all the time you need. This is, this life comes first. And I said that to anybody listening. You know, life goes first, and we we look to Star Trek for fun and escape, I guess. True story. So let's do that and get right into our review of Star Trek Prodigy Ghost in the Machine, which was written by Chad Quant, and the episode was directed by Andrew L. Smith. When a crew gets trapped in the holodeck by a mysterious malfunction, they aren't sure what's programmed or what's real. And if you have not seen this episode, go out, put us on pause, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand to battle station. What gives you the right? You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you spray something. The spoiler warning has been dropped and we are back to review this episode of Star Trek Prodigy. Now, funny thing is, uh, me and Cal kind of talked about this a couple of weeks back, but we're 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 behind on these episodes. So <laughs> everybody on our crew has not seen every episode yet because the season has concluded. If you're watching in real time, we we record this on the second day of of 2023 here. But but man, where this series goes is just bonkers. <laughs> and I cannot believe that you guys have not caught up yet because it's so good. I plan on it, man. I plan on it. I, I mean, obviously, I've been out of commission for a bit, so I hadn't watched it. But I did watch this episode to ke- start catching up. And I was kind of like, man, why have I not been watching this? It just makes you feel better to watch Trek. It does. It does. And if this one, if this one now, I'll say right now, this is not one of my favorite Prodigy episodes. You know, I knew you were going to say that because it was a holodeck episode. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it gave us some great points that we do need to push the story along, but it felt like mostly filler to me. No. Uh, but I know you are a big holodeck dude, so... 
Uh, I can't wait to chop it up and see what you think about this episode, dude. I, you know, as soon as it came on and I saw that it was a holodeck, I said, Clarence hates this one. I know he does. <laughs> Hate is a strong word. <laughs> but no, what, what, what were your overall thoughts about it, man? You know, uh, let's see. I'm trying to put my thoughts together on it. I did. Overall, I love this episode. Okay. Mm. And as you just mentioned, I am a big fan of holodeck episodes. The reason I'm a big fan of holodeck episodes is not why I like this one, because I really didn't get that in this episode. Um, not saying that this was any worse. It's just the reason that I love holodeck episodes is because it gives great actors a chance to shine. Like mm-hmm. they've spent all of this time working on their actual trick characters right and then for one episode they have to jump into a different entirely different character throughout that episode and they usually do it flawlessly and to me that's just so impressive that these already great actors can in the middle of acting one character go into another character and do that one great yeah that's always a great thing for me in holiday episodes of course this one we did not get it but What we did get, in my opinion, was a classic trick problem. Mm. And they had to find that solution. And I love that. Yeah, I I loved in this episode how they took this escape room idea and ran with it. And it really made me think when I go back and think of all of those classic Star Trek episodes where we have to find a way to get out of this holodeck. The program has malfunctioned or something else is going on outside that's causing things to go awry. <laughs> it's really just been an escape room in the holodeck all this time. It has. But I mean, we've seen this happen over and over. And I I mean, ev- I, I can, almost every facet of this episode, I feel like I've seen in another trick episode. And mm. I mean, from the blending of different programs to the and of course you know the first problem in every holiday episode is oh my god the safety protocols are off <laughs> yes yes <laughs> you know so it's good. coming <laughs> so good but it, it was highly reminiscent of well I, i'm not saying reminiscent but for some reason i just the holiday episode that keeps coming to mind as i was watching this one was and i don't forgive me i don't know the name of it you remember the tng episode where data uh, they were going through the sherlock holmes yeah Simulation and Moriarty kind of took over the holodeck. Yeah, that would be uh, elementary, my dear Data or Ship and yeah. Bottle. I think those yeah, are the two. Yeah, because yeah, it was a two-parter. I think it was a two-parter. No, that was a one-parter. It was two separate episodes that were yeah, okay. different seasons, I think. <clears throat> but I think it was uh, is elementary, my dear Data. I think that's the one. But anyway, that it just kind of though the problems they were having just kind of reminded me of that, like the holodeck malfunction. Of course, the safety protocols were offline. But some form or fashion, they kind of everything started blending together. Yeah. And we just kind of had this escape room thing like they <laughs> and for a part of it, like even on TNG episode, they just kind of had to finish the. And we've seen that more than once yep. where they just kind of have to finish the program yep. to get out. Classic. Classic. So, yeah, they did that really well, uh, really, really well. We got some insight into the lighter side of our characters yes. that we haven't seen, yes. <laughs> which was good. I know I'm probably jumping forward no, and I'm no, talking too much. No, 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 no. I just want to interject real quick. What I really enjoyed about marrying this to an escape room or comparing it to an escape room and having these different scenarios or different programs that they're jumping through, 
it really reminded me. I just recently went to Escape Room for the first time earlier. Really? This, well, last year, <laughs> last year, 2022. We'll have to talk about that one on another episode. I'm curious. <laughs> Dude, we, we, we spent like 30 minutes trying to get out of one room and we thought it was over. But just like this, we went to another room. <laughs> It was a whole nother scenario we had to figure out. So it's definitely playing upon, you know, kind of that idea of multiple rooms to get to the solution. And I really like how that played out in this episode as well. That's awesome, man. I'm going to have to try it. I've I've seen them and I'm like, eh, like how? eh." I think you would love it because it's all about sort of like in this episode, finding clues within the one space that you're in that kind of pushes you to unlock some doors and get to the next part. You know, it's really interesting. Really interesting. Well, see the problem I would have with it. Like, and we didn't, <laughs> we didn't necessarily see this problem there, but because there's a hierarchy already set up, but like, I think it like in, in our, in real life, like you're going to go with people yeah, and there's going to have to be a hierarchy formed. And I'm not, I'm not like that alpha type male. Mm-hmm. Except when it comes to like intellectual problems, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm better at solving <laughs> problems and I may yeah. not be, but I feel like I'm that guy. That, and I'm sure someone else is going to feel that way. We're going to spend too much time arguing. We'll never get out. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. That happens too. <laughs> so what I really liked about how we even got into that whole sequence was, again, a trope from Star Trek's past of us. Finishing finishing a holodeck program or finishing some scenario and we leave the holodeck or we think we leave the holodeck and and we're still <laughs> we're still in it. Just a head clap. Hey, for that. so do you know? Do you remember which Voyager episode is reminiscent about that? Highly reminiscent. I forgot that name of it. But I'm gonna describe uh, it to you. You remember when Chakotay was tapping his hand and he would look to see yes. the, if the moon was there? Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he kept ending up being back in this freaking. I don't think it was really a holodeck, though. I think he was in someone's mind. Yeah. It was where it might have been. So yeah. scratch that. But, but I mean, still, like, it's kind of reminiscent. Yeah. Voyager had a few good, you know, you had the whole Tom Paris, the holodeck episodes oh, from yeah. that. And uh, you the had Herogen. the whole Herogen, Yeah. The whole killing thing <laughs> with the Herogen. Yeah. So they had a lot of good holodeck adventures there as well. So, yeah, I love this setup of how we actually get into it. And and going back to the beginning again, they're kind of going through this whole Kobayashi Maru scenario. Oh, yeah. Trying to figure out a way to get back to Starfleet or, or talk to the Dauntless. And, and every time they try, it just uh, kind of ends in, um, you know, pain. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what else I liked about this episode? You know, throughout Trek, we get this holodeck. And I guess me being a Trekkie, I've kind of pieced together enough information to kind of give me an explanation of how the holodeck works. Yes. But there has never really been an episode that just directly explained it. And they really didn't explain it fully here, but it gave you a general idea of how it works. So you're not like, eh, that's, yeah. is that possible? You know? So it is plausible, like it's plausible from that explanation. And I liked having that. And I have that written down because that's my quote of the episode. Gwen says, if we're all in one room, then how is zero way over there? And then Rock Talk in all her brilliance responds, motion floor tracking, visual horizon manipulation. A holiday trick the mind <laughs> to create any scenario. Again, we kind of feared that in our head, but it's never really been talked about. It, it, no. as, as far as I remember. 
Well, it has been, but just in bits and pieces. So, like, I think Horizon Manipulation was mentioned in one of the Enterprise episodes. Mm. You remember what Trip was on that? Uh, he got the girl pregnant or the girl got him pregnant. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. <laughs> and I think she mentioned he was asking her how it worked. And she said Horizon Manipulation. Yes. yes. And then the floor tracking, I think, was mentioned on a TNG episode. Really? I think. That is so cool. Don't quote me on that. But it's been bits and pieces throughout Trek that have kind of explained that. And if you've not watched a lot of Trek, you probably really wouldn't get it. Yeah. And honestly, um, for me, what really makes me get it, I don't know if you've done a lot of VR, but there is a VR experience at some AMC theaters. I know it's one in Dallas, here in Dallas. It's called AMC Dreamscape. So you take four Mm -hmm. people into a room. You all put on these the VR helmets and it creates the virtual environment for you. So I've done a few of them, but one of them is you're a diver. And by the end of the scenario, you are riding these jet ski type things underwater and you're riding along with the dolphins. Oh, and, nice. And what's cool about it is even though I know we're all just in this room, is using sort of the same type of manipulation in the VR where... You look way off in the distance. It's your person you're in the room with waving at you as they're on the other side of a whale. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really trippy and cool. You know, I want to try. I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this publicly, but I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. And I'm sort of a tech guy. So this is very embarrassing. My last VR experience. You want to guess what it was? <laughs> uh, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It was red. It was what? It was red. Don't say uh, Nintendo uh, <laughs> Virtual Boy. Let it, we ain't gonna count that. <laughs> no Virtual hey, Boy. We not man, Mario count. Tennis on Virtual Boy was the awesomeness. I love oh, that. Oh, God. That, that was the last experience with VR, man. You lose your tech card, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I'm sure it's come a long way. But I, And I kind of... So, you know, there is a I was listening to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He did an interview with Joe Rogan on his podcast and he was talking about VR and all that. So they, they're playing with the well, they actually have this one. I thought this was what you're going to mention. I don't know where it is, but they kind of put you on this. It's like a treadmill, like kind of self-propelled treadmill. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that before. Yeah. And, yeah. So it puts you in a virtual environment and you can count, you can walk and you just feel like you're walking where you're going. And they just that's kind of, you know, I kind of half expect, which I know holodeck. That's what I can't figure out on the holiday. That's the one <laughs> thing I had in place. Yeah, I, I get the the I get all of that. But like at a certain point, you have to keep walking until you hit a wall. The only thing I can think of is, like you say, the horizon manipulation. Yeah. Like you walk so far and it just kind of maneuvers the horizon like to the right and you're just kind of walking in circles yeah what would be fun i wish that janeway when she was working on the computer showing them in the holodeck it would have showed them just kind of aimlessly walking around <laughs> yeah show like the real view was going <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would have been cool and we know firsthand that's hilarious because i have videos even of myself when i'm in vr and people record you you just look ridiculous you know <laughs> so that would have been a cool easter egg if they would have done it yeah. yeah, would have. Oh, yeah. One other thing I really liked is when they're in the mess hall after, you know, they kind of gave up. And this is the whole reason we kind of get into this mess. They they don't want to go to Starfleet because they feel it's too hard. They can't accomplish this. And they just kind of give up. 
And I loved when they were in the mess hall and they were playing this cute game of pile it on with the ice cream. <laughs> here's, <laughs> yeah. Here's a little scoop of sadness. <laughs> you know, it was good, but it was borderline corny for me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> like, it's, that's the one moment in this show where I was like, this is a kid's show. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. No you, doubt. You, you know what no I mean? It, it, and it's not many of those moments have happened in Prodigy and I've. You know, that's been kind of one of our praises and not necessarily saying it's a good or bad thing. But just for us and our enjoyment, we have just forgotten that it was a kid's show. Yeah. And that particular sequence, like I just kind of it kind of put me like, oh, yeah, this is a kid's show because it kind of gave you that. Like now these kids shows now, they always sprinkle in a little bit of uh, I don't know what you would call it. Good advice, you know. Well, I think we kind of needed this lighthearted episode. Well, some parts of this episode anyway, to be lighthearted for what comes next. But uh, continuing in that lighthearted kid vein that you just mentioned, we have. And man, this reminded me of what's the little Naomi, uh, Naomi Wildman. Naomi Wildman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With the little (laughs) uh, the the hollow pits running around. It reminded me (laughs) of, of her little book that she had with Neelix, that little story Flatter. they were doing. Yeah. Flatter. Yeah. But it also occurred to me that since they pretty much have hollow emitters all over the protostar, like again, that thing could have been out and, you know, it wouldn't have been too far outside of the realm of possibility, you know? Right. Right. That's that's kind of what I was kind of curious for a moment. I was like, why are we surprised that <laughs> there's hollow images out and about? Like you, you got Janeway walking all through the ship. So obviously the hollow holograms are out here. Yeah. So when you talk about these set pieces, these different escape room scenarios that we're in, any any one of these were your favorite? Because I have a favorite in the in these as well. So I think ours might be the same. Well, yeah. I was gonna. Well, I don't know. I was gonna guess yours. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to think yours was the Murph one. No, no. No? I think okay. ours is probably the same, which is Jankle Pop. Pop. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was so I have so a new awesome. respect for I have a new respect for Jankle. Like, I I mean, he always talks the bad stuff, and but I always, I, like, I look at him as the guy, like, he talks bad until he gets to the situation he can't do anything. Yeah. But being a man, of a fan of fight scenes, like, it was pretty good. Yeah, man. He went all Jack Mosley on him, dude. <laughs> he did. He had a fireball and everything. That's awesome. I love that his scenario was is kind of what the holodeck is for in a sense. And we've seen this different scenarios with people creating copies of real world people in the holodeck. And he did it to the 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 medical officer off of the Dauntless because he called him a runt, I guess. <laughs> so everybody looked like him. We looked like a, 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 a wow, what's the race? A Tellerite. Tellerite. <laughs> so, yeah, he was going ham. He was going yeah. ham on him. That was really good. That was good. And the fact that nobody seemed surprised that he could do this. <laughs> I was like, this man is awesome. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, powered on by the abilities of the, the, the holodeck, right? Yeah, well, that was, I, come on, Judd. That had to be the holodeck that was giving no, him, yes, almost, yes, okay, yes, the fireball stuff for sure, <laughs> for sure, the fireball stuff. But this uh, like his fight movements were good, hmm, hmm. Like, I, I've watched his like his 
and I know we're talking about an animated series here, <laughs> but like it, the I'm big on fight scenes, yeah. and sometimes you see fight scenes, and it just seems like somebody had an idea. Let's put a fight scene here, but they didn't like talk to anybody that knows anything about fighting and kind of choreographic. Like these actually were good movements to me in my idea. So no. I, I, it made me feel like if Jankum was in an actual fight somewhere with five guys, like this would be how he would handle them minus the fireballs and probably flying everywhere. And a superhuman but, strength. <laughs> well, I think Tellarites are already naturally yeah. stronger. So no, I, I agree with you, man. It was, it was amazing to see him do all that, but I have to admit my favorite part of that whole fight sequence was seeing rock talk do sort of, Oh, the slam. Yeah, it reminded, <laughs> the Hulk smash. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of Hulk doing that to Loki in the first Avengers movie. Oh, yeah, that was good. Like, I, I wish you'd had a sort of a line. What was that line in Avengers? He's like, I got this, this, and that. And everybody's like, yeah, but we got the Hulk. Yeah, we got a Hulk. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really good. Okay, so what was your next favorite after that one? Uh, you know what? The other ones I really didn't love. No, I really didn't look. I guess I like the only reason I like the Murph one is because it reminded me of the DS9 nightclub yes. sequence. Yes, that's why I figured you would like that yeah. one. But and I, I that would be my second, but just because of that, like I just I have expected to see Vic Fontaine, which would have been a yeah, great Easter so egg. Cool. <laughs> now I think the Murph lip singing was too far. That would have been a kitty moment <laughs> yeah. for me. If you want to talk about kitty moments, that that was mine. Murph. No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would have been a lot cooler if Murph would have actually started singing. Yeah. Oh, but Vic Fontaine showing up would have been so freaking cool, dude. <laughs> that would have set it over the top for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what was your worst one? I guess we needed the zero <laughs> escape room, the the cellar door society. That was just kind of an intro to, to what was going on. I didn't really love that one. I thought Dow's the pirate captain you know that was just an extension of him trying yeah. to get better as a captain <laughs> in the holodeck i think he is was my least favorite like it just kind of felt like it was unimportant we didn't yeah. need it yeah you know yeah but i will say i do like how rock talk again she said <laughs> i prescribed to you vegetables no. and <laughs> i fruit yeah. it was so funny it was good uh, it was fruit and fiber. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. Fruit and fiber. <laughs> and again, we needed this lighthearted episode in a sense for what comes next. Also, we get that Dal giving Hollow Janeway his command codes in order to try to shut the program down and get them out of there. Now, this is this is an, an aspect that I really didn't see coming at all. Is that Janeway, although she's been helping these guys the entire time get the Starfleet, that was something that was put in her program. To just further along getting the the protostar to to Starfleet territory, you know, to to pass his virus along. So I guess, like in my head, I'm thinking, why didn't we assume this already? We should have. But I mean, I, know, I mean, we all know, and even the crew knew that she had some bad programming. Now, did they get? Did they ever say they got rid of that? Did anybody ever examine her program for check for any more? Well, when did we know she had bad programming? So when they when how, what was it? What was it? It was like one of the early on episodes, I think, where the diviner kind of came on the ship and yes, yeah, she went I bad forgot. for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But and it was like a pre-program. Yeah, and they fixed her. Yeah, but I, in my head, I'm like, 
I think we just <laughs> kind of have to be suspicious that she's a program on the ship and we have a construct on the ship that's basically programmed into the ship. Like, that's one problem. My next thing is, why didn't she know his command codes already? Yeah, it seems like she would. I mean, uh, she had to give them to him, right? <laughs> I would think. I mean, she had to tell him how yeah. to program them in or he would have told her already. Or, or maybe there's just a limitation of a program that someone has to be the captain. And once he becomes captain, he gets his own circuit codes or something. You know, yeah. I, I can see that happening. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, but the fact that she's been manipulating them this whole time has been kind of hurtful. And again, once they made up in their minds to not pursue the goal to get the Starfleet, then kicks in this programming or order 66 or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and uh, we're going to try to, you know, get the Starfleet by, by any means necessary. And, you know, that explains, I know qu- quite a few times we've all said at some point, why didn't Janeway tell him about this? Like, <laughs> yeah. why didn't Janeway tell him Ooh, how to use the transporter? Why didn't point. Janeway tell him about the tractor beam? Good like point. now all of that, ex- you got an explanation. Like it, she was programmed to hide things from him. Yeah, it, it was a um, need to know basis, so to speak. <laughs> right. Because wow. I mean, she, a lot of things we've gone through, Janeway could have saved on the grief. Hologram Janeway, should I say? Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're totally right, man. That, that makes That makes looking back, it makes it make a lot more sense now because yeah we were we were also <laughs> we were all pretty like why why are we going through all this <laughs> yeah and then again it's i mean testament to the writers that they even hid janeway from us because like i'm thinking like why didn't we see this coming we should have saw it coming and and finally we kind of end the episode with the protostar face to face with the dauntless as janeway has you know taken those command codes and left the neutral zone yeah it's about to get real folks <laughs> real quick <laughs> real quick which i'm still leaning back on my same exact thing like and i guess there's no way but like i feel like it's starfleet like it just tell them <laughs> right no well, they can't at this point because they can't even communicate with them because it's going to least at least a virus to can they not just put like a spacesuit on and <laughs> jump out of the ship and let them pull them in and then they tell them <laughs> mom's the word all right man with that let's go ahead and get ratings for the episode i'll go first i'm gonna give this one a 3.5 yeah how much of that is because it's a holodeck episode i I would say not much not much i just felt like it was it was needed it was it definitely was needed it was a part to push the story along but but it still, in large part, felt like a filler episode more than any other. Well, I'm not going to say more than any other episode, but it's, it's probably my least favorite episode of the ones we've had. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What about you, man? Huh. Well, now that you say it like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you're right. I have to weigh it against the other episodes. There's not much wrong with this episode. Like overall, there's not much wrong. Uh, as far as my enjoyment, like I said, we've seen more than there's a couple of parts of this episode that, you know, kind of screamed kid show. Yeah. It didn't necessarily make it a bad episode because that's what this was meant for. And what it was meant for, it did it well. But as far as my enjoyment, that would knock down my rating some. Other than that, before you said what you said, I was kind of in a solid four, maybe a 4.3 area. Mm. Uh, But if I have to go back and think about my ratings for a lot of the other episodes, 
I'm going to have to bump that down a bit, and I'm probably going to be right along with you at the 3-5. Mm, okay, okay. We have a consensus here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's nothing to say bad about yeah, this episode, not right? Not at all. It's just, for me, the the kid aiming parts were not as enjoyable, which is obvious. And again, because they've done so great on previous episodes, you know, you set the bar high. Yeah. Sometimes you fall short and that it's not necessarily a bad thing. For sure. Guys listening, what did you think of the episode? How would you rate it on a five point scale? Send in your thoughts or anything else along into fans at DiscussingTrek.com or hit us up at DiscussingTrek on any and all social medias, though I don't really check Twitter anymore, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) for obvious reasons. But anyway. Oh, boy. (laughs) And we'll get back to Trek Trivia in an upcoming episode. We're we're in 2023, guys. We made it. We made it to a new year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It just means I'm going to be a year older. Jeez. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) And what are you pushing 60 now, right? Oh, they, uh, <laughs> l- listen, listen, people, people, if you're listening right now, I remember when Jonathan used to tease me. So if you didn't know me, we've known each other for a long time now. <laughs> he used to tease me when I was 25, <laughs> that I was a quarter of a century old. He used to tease me. I wish I could go back right now. <laughs> Don't we all, man? Don't we all? Man, that quarter of a century hit me like a ton of bricks. and so. And we're way past that now. So. Uh, try half a century. Try half a oh, century. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, it's getting there, man. We're getting old. Can't help it. We're admirals, though. We're admirals. Yeah. Yeah. Admirals. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what we're going to call it. Exactly. But I will say in 2023, I am looking forward to, I guess we as a as a crew will be looking forward to Star Trek Picard season three, the final season. Which yes. uh, is they're playing it up like it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to have the crew back aboard so yeah yeah we got a brief teaser of that in a recent uh ready room with will wheaton so yeah i am i am ready ready for the season and hope they make it good picard season three we we may get another the next season of strange new worlds and also discovery this year i'm hoping so it should be shaping up to be a good 2023 for star trek fans what about the uh section 31 thing i've heard nothing of that since Michelle, I feel like I read something not long ago saying that, uh, man, what's his name? Julian Bashir, the actor that played him. Uh, uh, Raphael Sadiq. Yeah. Uh, they've been talking to him about being part of that. Hmm. Which would be awesome because, you know, he had a big Section 31. Wait, no, it's not Raphael Sadiq. That's a singer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> What's the You're telling your age now. <laughs> on, it is Sadiq, though. I forgot what. Alec Alexander Al- Sadiq. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, oh, Freudian slip there, guys. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> you know, we're singing. It's our anniversary and stuff. Instead of talking about Star Trek. <laughs> It happens sometimes. Hey, check out the Patreon if you're playing to sing that song. <laughs> no, no. Ain't happening. Nope. Yep. Not happening. <laughs> but yeah, you say they're they're trying to bring him along. Now I will say this. I don't I don't I think Michelle Yo might be too big to come back at this point. She no. her twenty twenty two has been 
probably the best year of her career. True story. True story. But I think she had the most fun on Trek. Mm. Do you not? She did. She looked like she, she was did. having a ball. She had fun and she has to come back. I mean, for crying out loud, we got Whoopi Goldberg back. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, like if for, Whoopi comes back. For a little while. I didn't. I still don't like how they brought her back. But. Yeah. No, has, that's has, a different story. Has Bakari let us down ultimately? It, mm-hmm. I think season two had great parts, but man, I... Mm, I'm. I, it should have been okay. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I got comments on that. But that's all right. Well, I'm. I'm gonna get you off here, man, because you have been through it this last two months, and I'm. I'm again glad that you're getting healthy again, and I know you can't wait to get back in the gym and stuff. So, man, I'm glad you're feeling better, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right. And for everyone listening, thank you for joining. And until next time, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to DiscussingTrek.com slash subscribe. been listening to the discussing network find out more at discussingnetwork.com